You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Buddy James Go, Sean Levine here with you on BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Uh, Sean, let's uh, wrap up our thoughts here on college football. What are some, I, I guess, some final notes that you kind of wanted to share uh, with our listeners and viewers? By the way, college football kicking off now in less than an hour, that Maryland and NC State Crazy. game after that. It's Pittsburgh and UCLA. South Carolina and Notre Dame go at it this afternoon. Notre Dame laying three and a half in that game. That's kind of an interesting line. South Carolina has been white hot at the end of the year. And then a dandy tonight. We've got Clemson taking on Tennessee. Clemson right now is a minus four and a half point favorite. Lots of points in that one over under sitting at 61. And then tomorrow. We got K-State versus Alabama. Everybody thought Alabama was going to rest all their players. Not quite the situation. They're going to have some dudes out there. I'm with Pam. I mean, if K-State's going to end up getting a touchdown in this game, I like K-State with the points. I like K-State on the money line, like she said, at plus 200. Iowa-Kentucky's tomorrow. Kentucky getting two and a half points. Yo, check out this over-under. This doesn't even look right. Iowa-Kentucky, the over-under for tomorrow's 11 a.m. kickoff. Wait for this. Yeah. 31. 30. <laughs> what? He said, yeah, 31 <laughs> points. In a college football game? In a bowl game? game. What are you talking about? In 2020, is it going to be Is it going to be 2022? It'll still be 2022. In 2022, yes. Iowa and Kentucky <laughs> tomorrow at 11 a.m. Over-under is 31 <laughs> points. Now, Kentucky's not going to have their stud quarterback, Will Levis, out there. I was averaging like 16 points a game, so I get it. But if we can't get to 31 in a bowl game, what are we doing here? I mean, that's that's literally <laughs> half of what the number Ohio State and Georgia is. The over-under in that game yeah. is 62 and a half. So, yeah, man, uh, I like the overs in that Iowa-Kentucky game just because it's so low. And then the ones that people care that's about. Funny. I, I, don't, yeah. I don't think TCU can beat Michigan. I'm with everybody else. I think TCU no. can hang around. I like those seven and a half points. But ultimately, Michigan, this isn't – like TCU is the newcomer to the party, right? Like, they're cool. We're going to let them mm-hmm. in. But I don't know how long they're going to stay because I think Michigan ultimately ends up winning this game. This is two years now that Michigan has kind of been on this quest. And then I'm sticking with Ohio State. Nobody's going to be able to talk me off that. I think Ohio State can beat Georgia. I get it that Georgia's defense last year was better than this defense. There's NFL players all over the field on Georgia. We're talking about UGA here, but I think Ohio State, it just comes down to C.J. Stroud. If C.J. Stroud can outplay Stetson Bennett, and history tells me that he can, I think Ohio State wins yeah. this game outright, man. I'm going to take him a plus 220 Ooh. on the money. Ohio State-Michigan. <laughs> 
your national championship. Hey, let's game. go. Let's go, baby. I like it. Bold calls here uh, from my guy, Sean Levine. All right. Can I flip back to the NFL, though? Uh, sure. I know you wanted to share some thoughts on Derek Carr here, but the Niners, a double-digit favorite against the Raiders. Um, Niners on the road. On the road, a 10-point favorite. Over-under set at 41-and-a-half. Obviously, the Raiders now rolling out with Jarrett Stidham. We have no idea uh, what he's going to look like. Although I will say this, the last time he went, he was out there for uh, New England anyways, he was so bad in a blowout, they had to bring Tom Brady back in. That's how bad Jarrett Stidham was. And yet, for some reason, Josh McDaniel saw that and said, yeah, he needs to be my backup for Derek Carr. Go figure. I don't know. Uh, but anyways, Derek Carr up on out of there. How do you see that game playing out? And uh, what are your thoughts on Derek Carr? I need your help, actually. So Jared Stidham's going to be out okay. there on my fantasy football team. Like, I'm good for the first time ever, but I've got Devontae Adams. Is Devontae Adams going to pout because his guy Derek Carr is no longer on the team, or do you think I'm still good putting him out there in my lineup? Um, you almost have to because he's such a high draft pick, and, and again, he, he's first probably going to see – if he plays the – He's gonna play if he's gonna play the entire game. He's gonna see ten plus targets, right? Probably in the area of like twelve to fourteen targets, just because who the hell else is Jarrett Stidham gonna throw to? Um, and by the way, the Niners have given up some production to wide receivers as well, where they are really you cannot run on this team at all. Forget it. It's a brick wall up front. You can't run on them, but you can't throw on them just a little bit. I think you kind of still stick with uh, Devontae Adams because who the hell else are you going to play out there for God's sakes, you know? I mean, Devontae Adams might bomb, but you know what? At least go down with the ship, you know what I mean? That's the plan, by the way. He only had one point last week, so he's not exactly coming off of a barn burner. But he's in the lineup for your boys' squad. Back to Derek Carr real quick. Yeah, it didn't yeah. work out for the Raiders, and I was a little bit surprised this past offseason that they gave him the extension because it just felt like he was – like we've been talking about this. It's almost like the Raiders for the last eight or nine years have seen something in Derek Carr that the rest of us haven't. It's like a relationship where, like, you know, one of your siblings is in and you kind of see it from afar and you're like, what does she see in this guy? And then eventually they get divorced. <laughs> That's what's happening right now with Derek Carr. Like, it was only a matter of time. Okay. If you haven't heard the latest right. news, Derek Carr not only not starting, but not even going to suit up. So his Raiders career is yeah. officially over, but his NFL career isn't. As much as we can talk about, James, that he's an average quarterback, right, and that he wasn't right for the Raiders, he's going to be right for somebody. He, somebody's going to say mm-hmm. that's the answer to our question. So official odds aren't out just yet for where he's going to land. So I went ahead and took the liberty, and I made the odds. Here's where I think he lands. There you go. Most likely landing spot for Derek Carr, all right? We'll start at the very top. Has to be Indy, right? Like the Indianapolis Colts have been looking for a quarterback that's just good enough that every now and again can go out there and win you a game. They've tried it now three separate times, whether it was Phillip Rivers or Carson Wentz or Matt Ryan. You tell me, is this the same guy or would Derek Carr be an upgrade in Indy next? I don't know, man. I thought Matt Ryan was going to be an upgrade, and we found out that was not going to be the case. Really what it comes down to, I think for Indianapolis, though, what the hell happened to their O-line? We thought this was going to be one of the best O-lines in football, and they have been anything but that. They've been bad, as a matter of fact. So can Derek Carr operate under pressure? We're not sure. I mean, I think that it's been – generally, quarterbacks can't operate under pressure unless you're one of the greats, and Derek Carr is not one of the greats. So I think they have to – 
at least address that and look at that. I think I do think, by the way, that's a big part as to why Jeff Saturday was brought into the building. It was because this is supposed to be like a Sterling O line, and it's it's a slightly below average uh, upfront unit for the Colts. So I don't know. You're right, though. Look, those other guys were all over 35 years old, and and Derek Carr's 32. And 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 again, in quarterback years, that's he still got plenty of juice left in the tank. I got an interesting one here for you, all right? This team sucks. They're probably going to end up with the number one overall pick, which means they can take any quarterback they want. And, of course, I'm talking about the Houston Texans. You remember who the first pick, the, the first ever pick in the history of the of Houston course. Texans franchise was? Remember who it was? <laughs> That's right. David Carr, baby. Let's David go. David Carr. So you're telling me that it wouldn't be, like, kind of interesting <laughs> to bring in younger brother, Dude. the first overall pick from the franchise? That, that makes sense, right? I love that. I love the connective tissue there. Are you kidding me? That's a great call. That would be awesome. What a great storyline that would be. 100%. I love it. And it's not like there's anybody out there this year. Like, yeah, you could talk yourself into Bryce Young or something like that. But overall, like, you know, it's not a great quarterback class where if you've got Derek Carr out there and you can spend that number one pick on somebody else or maybe move out of it and draft, you know, a lineman to protect them. I don't know, man. Carr to the Texans. Sounds pretty good to me. All right, let me go through a few of these other ones and tell me if any of them stand out to you. I think the Jets need a quarterback going forward. I think the Panthers need a quarterback going forward. I think Atlanta needs a quarterback going forward. And I think Washington needs a quarterback going forward. Do any of those spots make sense with Derek Carr? I think Washington actually makes a lot of sense to me, right? you got a veteran uh, coach there. Uh, in, in uh, Ron Rivera. And you know what? The pass catchers, they're actually pretty good. If you really think about that trio of wide receivers they have there in Washington, I think Terry McLaurin, criminally underrated. Jahan Dotson on the come up. Uh, he's just a touchdown machine. Absolutely he's touchdown. Uh, absolutely just catching everything in the end zone. And then Curtis Samuel's kind of that guy, uh, that gadget player that can play all over the field, right? Like, plays well in the slot, can also play in the backfield, and, and does some things over the top as well. So, no, um, I think it's a great trio of pass catchers there. Um, and then the running back's pretty good too. You know, you talk about Brian Robinson, Antonio Gibson. Uh, who knows what's going to happen with J.D. McKissick. Hopefully he gets right. But either way, I, I think it's a pretty good setup, honestly, for whatever quarterback ends up in Washington. They're a quarterback – I know it sounds a little hot takey, Sean, but, dude, I'm telling you, Washington is a lot closer – than a lot of people think. Oh, they're a 500 football team, and they've been in the playoff hunt all year. So that's not that hot of a take. And obviously, they're still a quarterback away. It's been that case now for a few years. I think from the Derek Carr perspective, James, <laughs> for about 20 the years, team that makes the most sense <laughs> is yeah, it's been a while since Chad Pennington. Now that I think about it, um, it, it's or I, I guess I was about to talk about the Jets. Speaking of Chad Pennington, man, I think the Jets make the most sense. <laughs> I think the Jets are the okay. team. Think about their quarterbacks that they've had this year, where. They had the mother lover himself, right, Zach Wilson, the second overall pick from just a year ago, and that's that's not working out great for him, right? Like, I think no, his days in New no. York are done. They thought Joe Flacco might be a good option. They don't let that guy play. Nope. Mike White, like, everybody's begging, if you're a Jets fan, to see Mike White, which I think tells you exactly where the quarterback situation is. So if you want a veteran quarterback, right, that's had success in the league, that's played a lot more. I know Mike White's a veteran, but he's only played a handful of games. And you don't want such a veteran quarterback like Joe Flacco, where he's got to, you know, take his cane on the way out to the football field. So you don't want a guy that old. <laughs> you don't want a guy that young in Zach Wilson. And you want a veteran who's actually played. Derek Carr to yeah. the Jets for a team that has a good defense, 
and a young coach and some success. To me, that's the team that makes the most sense. Can I also I'll, – I'll, I'll add fuel to the fire there. I, I really like LaFleur as an OC. Obviously, he's done a fantastic job getting those guys in good spots. You talk about the wide receiver core there as well. Uh, and, and, again, talk about underrated, but I think a casual NFL fan would not realize like how good these pass catchers are. Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore. And then you've got Corey Davis as a number three. That is, that is such a good – up-and-coming wide receiver core. Those guys are so young, by the way, except Corey Davis. But um, uh, when you talk about Elijah Moore and Garrett Wilson, those guys are so young that spending a little bit of cash at the quarterback position, I think that makes a little bit of sense. And again, it's not like Carr is going to be – no one's going to break the bank for Derek Carr. At least I wouldn't think so. It'd be very – first of all, it'd be very Washington. You. I disagree with you. The Raiders I think it'd be very Washington did. for them to break the bank. The Raiders just did. The Raiders, they've done it twice. The Raiders didn't have to pay Derek Carr two separate contracts, and they thought that he was their guy. How old is Derek Carr? Let me figure this out. Derek Carr's about that old, old, right? What are we talking about? Like no, 30 not. years 32, old? 32. 32 years old. So there's got to be some gas left in the tank. And it only takes one team to convince themselves, all right, we're just a veteran quarterback away. Hell, man, look at Indianapolis. They've tried it here three separate <laughs> times. Growing up as a Kansas City Chiefs fan, the yeah. Chiefs did this every single year. They went out and got Steve DeBerg and Dave Craig and Steve Bono and Trent Green and all these different dudes. Ugh. Teams that think they're close make moves for guys like Derek Carr. So I disagree with you. I think there's going to be a line of teams lined up for his services. Well, here's the problem, though, right? This this extension, this quote-unquote extension that uh, the Raiders gave Derek Carr, it was so team-friendly yeah. that the, if he didn't restructure, they couldn't have cut him. And, and the fact that he did restructure to kind of for them to be able to bring in Devontae Adams, uh, sign Hunter Renfro, get a little bit of extra cash for Darren Waller, um, it ended up biting them. You know, like that's what to me, that's what really sucks about this situation is the fact that Derek Carr restructured his contract to be a team guy to help the team. And he helped the team so much, or maybe you could say he helped the team so little that they ended up cutting him. If he had never restructured, they could not have gotten out of that contract, at least not without taking some serious dead money hits. But man, the way he did it, I mean, the team would have been crazy not to have restructured the way that Derek Carr agreed to. So I, I hear what you're saying. They gave him a little bit of extra money, but overall it was such a team-friendly deal. Yeah, and their big problem, talking about the Raiders as a whole, was – letting Rich Bisaccia walk. I mean, that guy did such a good yeah. job taking over for what was an awful situation. I mean, we've seen some bad situations in the NFL, but it wasn't just John Gruden. It was his players. It was the atmosphere. It was so many different things. And all that guy did last year was take over for that, for that pile of garbage, took him to the playoffs, had a fourth quarter lead against the Cincinnati Bengals, who, in case you forgot, played in the Super Bowl last year. I mean, they weren't far. And then they decided to go out and get Josh McDaniels to make the big move for Devontae Adams. It feels like the Raiders were close. And now, man, if we're listing teams that are far away from ever winning anything in the NFL, you can start with the Raiders. They are a train wreck. Yeah. Oh, they, they've whiffed on draft picks. They're, they're strapped for cash. Um, it's one of the more, you know, poorer franchises in the NFL. So guaranteed money is uh, always going to be an issue with the Raiders as well. But in this particular game, 49ers minus 10, Give me, dude, just give me San Francisco. Again, the Raiders playing like they're double parked. They want to just get this season done and over with, man. Um, it's not looking great. Over under a 41 and a half. 
Oh, boy, I'll tell you what. I'll take the under there. The 49ers, I don't think, scored too many points. And the Raiders, I think, against this stifling 49ers defense, not going to score too many points either. But overall, love the Niners. Uh, minus 10. I think they get the job done. All right, Lightning Bets is coming up next. You're listening to BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. James Coe, Sean Levine, back after this.